Hi, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Very excited to have you here. So I thought today I would talk about baby play and limbic bonding. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. Now, I've talked about this in previous podcasts. This is where you're just having a moment where you're deeply connected. There's nothing else. All time stops. You're rubbing noses. You're playing. You're tickling your child. You're having this lovely engagement. And what's so important to understand is that... that when you're aligned like that, when you're attuned like that, when you're resonating with each other, and it, it really is like you're, it becomes your own little world for a moment, that's when the oxytocin flows and the serotonin and the beautiful reward chemicals that are gonna be really protective for your children in this world. And they're also protective for you. And they block cortisol. So the simplest ways to do that is literally just rubbing noses. Um, a really simple way is to just put your hands on their cheeks and just gaze in their eyes, just eye gaze. It's incredible and you will feel this incredible flood of oxytocin when you do that. Um, and don't grab their face and make them do it, but you, you sort of have this gentle moment where you're just connecting and you're just gazing into each other's eyes. Um, and kids will often ask for that. They'll just say, mommy, can we eye gaze? Can we, can we look at each other? And they, because they feel this lovely feeling that happens inside. Uh, those are really simple ways. Um, there are other ways to really get oxytocin flowing. I used to have a game with um, Olivia. I used to do it with Zoe too, um, but with my youngest, where I would be this character named Gramitha, and she was this crazy little monster who lived in a world where everything was up, you know, backwards and opposite. And instead of liking sweet things, she liked garbage and stinky things. And so we'd have this little ritual where Zoe, uh, Olivia would knock on the wall. And then I would turn into Gramitha and I didn't know anything about the human world and I didn't know anything that was going on and everything was new to me and everything um, was, you know, uh, mysterious. And Olivia's job was to teach Gramitha all about the world and people and feelings and, and we would laugh and we'd have a really good time, but we could also really work through some lovely issues and some important issues that Olivia was struggling with at the time. And we could do it in this lovely narrative way. So it wasn't about Olivia. Um, it was about this this interaction between Olivia and Gramitha. What was also neat is that every child, all of us, but children too, they have this inner wisdom. They just know, and you can see it when you're out in public, and a child is misbehaving, and they're you know having a fit or screaming, yelling that they want something, and the parent gives it to them. Your child will go, oh, that mother should not have done that. Like they know, they have this internal sense um, of wisdom and what's right and wrong in a situation. And it's really helping um, your kids to tune into that. So when Olivia would play this game with me with Gramitha, Gramitha would ask things that were like wrong and is this okay and is that okay? And Olivia had this beautiful, wise part of herself that would teach Gramitha what was right or wrong. And she was also very nurturing and very sweet with the character. So we had such a good time. We both got a blast of oxytocin. Olivia's 16. She's actually turning 16 in a couple days. And she still talks about <laughs> Gramitha and how much fun we had doing that. So that's a lovely way. You can do it through stuffed animals. You can do it through storytelling. Um, there are lots of ways to, um, to really have those connected conversations, those moments of resonance um, where you're both kind of perfectly lined up that just feel lovely and they really are medicine. They really are. There's nothing more powerful than this. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes we get bogged down about, oh, I don't know if I can do it and that's weird and I don't know if that's creative. And sometimes you'll have a kid going, what are you 
doing? That's for babies. And then you sort of mirror that and say, oh, you know what? I totally get it. Like that just seemed like something that a much younger kid would want. I forget sometimes how old you are. You can absolutely recover and repair using the calm technique. Um, but sometimes they'll just go for it and often they will. They'll just love it. Um, and they'll really have some fun with it. And it's a great way to, to really engage and to also do some teaching and have some lovely moments. We love teaching moments as parents. We are always um, teaching our kids things and situations. Kids can smell those teaching moments coming. They already start like, oh, here we go. Um, so when you can do it through play, that's kids' natural medium. Kids don't usually come home from school and, and you say, how was your day? Well, I'll tell you, it all started with, no, they come home and they have a freak out or they scream because they don't like what you gave them for snack or they won't hang their coat up when you ask them to. They will act out often. They will show you what's wrong instead of tell you what's wrong. And so if you can use this narrative technique where you're using play, you're using what's called psychodrama, so you're pretending to be other characters or talking about other people or other children, sometimes that's a great strategy. Oh, you know, I was talking to my friend today and her little girl had this problem today. What do you think? Like, you're the same age. What would your advice be? And then watch the wisdom that comes from your child and, and you'll learn a lot about them. They, it's so good for their sense of self, for their self-esteem. So those are really important ways to have conversations. It doesn't always have to be straight face-to-face because -face, that usually toots, kids tune, tune that out pretty quickly. Um, and our own agenda is so evident in those conversations that it just doesn't have the energy that you need it to have. Um, through straight baby play and, and, um, and bonding though, you don't, it doesn't have to be about teaching. It can just be about joy just about joy and I, I can't remember where I just told this story but I remember Olivia was maybe about six or seven and we were sitting at the dining room table and she asked me could we eat under the table and I, my first instinct was to say no you know we have a table that's ridiculous we all got crumbs on the carpet why would we do that and then I thought you know what let's do it and we put a towel down under the dining room table and we ate lunch under the table. It was free, it didn't cost anything, it didn't require any planning, there wasn't even extra cleanup. Um, it was Olivia and I and our dog just sitting under the table and she still talks about that. So sometimes just having these simple, um, lovely, outside of the box moment where you just take yourself out of your normal routine and your normal way of handling things. Those are the things kids remember. And truthfully, it's not what you buy them. It's not the stuff you get for them. It's those are the moments, those are the times that they remember. Um, the storytelling, uh, the joy, the, the just kind of play, the breaking out and just being silly. Um, and then sort of typical the, the looking in the eyes, looking at baby books, um, you know, looking at little sections of a baby book and remembering that and talking about it, watching a video and you can actually do the baby play to the baby in the video. Oh my goodness, look at you, look how you look. Um, and they'll get the oxytocin that way. They love to hear stories about when they're little. They absolutely love that. Um, I would say using any kind of stuffed animals or action figures, characters, storytelling. Um, I think with both my girls, with Olivia and with um, with Zoe, we had uh, a characters called Jim and Eveline, where these little ladybugs and and anything that happened to to my kids during the day. Jacob wasn't so into this, but the the girls were. We would t retell the story or tell a version of the story. N never be too obvious, but we would tell a version of the story through these little ladybug characters, and then we could have all kinds of safe exploratory conversations around it because it didn't feel so personal anymore, because it was about these two little ladybugs instead of about them. Now they'll get to an age where 
it's not appropriate anymore and they don't like it. And so when that happens, you can use other kids. That's when you can say, oh, you know, my daughter's 12, my, my, my good friend's daughter is 12 and this is what she's dealing with. And you can, you know, make it an imaginary character, a composite or, or real if it's actually real or something you watched on TV or something you read and use that to be um, generating the conversation and, and um, being the vehicle for you to discuss these things. Often watching TV shows or programs. Um, I like Survivor for this reason. I like, I like my families to have Survivor night and sometimes they have a snack and whatever and then they sit down and they watch Survivor and it's through the characters, you know, lying or cheating or um, I don't know, whatever it is that they're doing, you can have a whole, con would you have known that she was lying there? Look, I don't think I would have known. And oh, do you see how bossy that person is? And he didn't notice that the, you know, everybody else was annoyed. And you can have a whole rich conversation about human behavior and um, social skills without it always being about your kids. So it's about being a little bit creative, being willing to kind of put yourself out there um, find these crazy characters. Um, we'll, I'll have another one where I talk about baby play too, because that's another uh, time where you're sort of releasing that adrenaline, but the, it, it's bonding also, but it's a little bit different. The, these kinds of um, conversations and moments are really about alignment, right? So remember that we, we have only two emotions as human beings, love and fear. And so when we parent from a place of fear, um, that fear is added to their fear, and that's going to confuse the message and dilute the message and create a moment where it's you're out of alignment. When you're truly lined up with love, which is easier to do when it's around a story or a character um, or a stuffed animal, um, it, it's so much easier to do it that way and that sometimes gets you into better alignment with your child. Um, don't plan it too much, like don't have a script, don't make yourself crazy, really try to let go and have a little fun with this and be a little playful with this. If this isn't your thing, then try it anyway. Who cares? And tell your child it's not your thing and you're trying to make it your thing. And let's see how that goes. They'll help you out. They'll give you some tips, I'm sure. So if these are just ways to really um, find that connection, to release that oxytocin, to find that resonance where you're truly just in a moment. There's nothing else going on. You're just in this moment. You're not teaching anything. You're not trying to tell them anything. You're just um, present with them in this moment and exploring an issue. Uh, without fear and without your agenda. And I think if you do that, you'll find you'll collect some really amazing memories with your kids. Hi, I'm Barrett Kaleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.